welcome to Solve This Murder. I'm your detective, Bill. And I'm your crime scene criminal and witnesses, Danny. We're on part five of The Rope and the Rich Kids. In part four, we found a set of gardening shears buried behind the cabin alongside the alcohol bottles. Roman recounted an incident where Vicky tricked him regarding his peanut allergy, almost causing him to die. And we learned that one of the camp's boats had been set adrift because a section of its mooring rope had gone missing. All right, Trenton, your duties for today, they're done. I don't need you fixing up these boats. If that boat is floating away on the river, let it float what? away. Uh, man, do you know how much these things... What is the chance... All right, uh, Actually, no, Trenton, does, does Harriet buy new boats every year as well? Because I'm pretty sure she does not care about the cost of these boats. If she's rebuilding cabins every year, she can buy a new boat. I need you to uh. get back here, Trenton. I need you for questioning. All right, all right, fine. It's on you, but fine. Sure. I'm sure Harriet will notice at all that she has to spend a slightly larger amount of money. Oh no, an extra... How much does a boat cost? How big is it? Wait, is this like a rowboat or a yacht? (laughs) (laughs) Do these kids each get yachts? (laughs) Okay, so while Trenton is coming back up, I need to confront Trenton because, I mean, look, I'm not saying that the rope being cut is indicative of anything bad about Trenton because otherwise he probably wouldn't have told me. That seems a bit odd. But what is indicative about something bad about Trenton is this whole, like, he was clearly right next to the cabins when he was on his, you know, forest walk on the night of the murder. But there are still two teens I have not questioned. And they may give me, like, additional ammunition that I need to confront Trenton. Because... You know, there's always a chance to be like, you heard this owl and it was actually the bottles that Roman was playing. And Trenton will just (laughs) say, nope, it was an owl deep in the forest. So maybe like, maybe there'll be something else I can glean that I can catch him on or or not. Or maybe he's fine. Maybe it was all Harriet. I've been thinking recently, uh, because we've taken a bit of a break between recordings, and I've been thinking that it also could be Harriet because she feels like she maybe has the means and the motive. But I'll get into that later. What I need to do now (laughs) is confront Trenton, but... That's, uh, if I was emailing the show now, that's what I'd be emailing. Um, <laughs> so, I need to talk to Winifred and Chelsea uh, about the party and the weirdness in the camp. Uh, God, there's a temptation to me to just see them both together. They actually, funny that you say that, uh, they insist on coming up to you together. Uh, awesome. That, that's, that makes it easier for me, I guess. Mm. Maybe, well, maybe, that's, maybe that's even more reason I should separate them. <laughs> if they're really insistent, they come up together. But you know what? I like it. It's a fun character bit. Uh, <laughs> I will just change my notes from Winifred to Winifred slash Chelsea, and uh, I will invite them into my questioning gazebo. Winifred all but skips in. Chelsea doesn't look like the sort of person who skips, but, uh, yeah, they both come in in surprisingly high spirits, all things considered. Yeah. That is surprising. Winifred is dressed in very casual-looking clothes, but there's just something about them that strikes you, and you can't tell what it is until she looks down at her own plain white T-shirt and says, Oh, you like this? Uh, It's the... What is it? The the Kanye brand? I was about to Mm. say, are they Kanye casual? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Chelsea, meanwhile, is in full, proper sports getup. She looks like she's been taking this thing seriously. All right, lovely. Well, I'll have them both sit down and I'll mm-hmm. say, uh, girls, now, I just wanted to ask you some questions about, well, about the night of the murder. 
Winifred bats her eyelashes and just goes, oh yeah, trust me, uh, I am the girl that you want to see about this. Why do you say that, Winifred? Oh, are you kidding? I, I will know everything. I guarantee you, I will be able to tell you more detail about everything that everyone was doing at every time. I just, I guarantee it. I, I make it my place to know these things. And meanwhile, Chelsea sort of nods her head and goes, the translation is, she really likes drama. Oh, uh, okay. So I've got like, so this whole Winifred Chelsea thing is a little bit like the uh, Barack Obama anger translator. Uh, <laughs> bit is one of them's going to say one thing and the other one's going to translate for them as to what they really, is that, oh, let's, I like this. This is a good way to get an insight into the human mind. All right. Well, um, Wincy, I'm going to call them Wincy as a group. Oh, okay. You're asking them both. I'm gotcha. asking them both. So if I ever call them Wincy, that's okay. what's going on. Sure. Uh, Wincy, mm-hmm. uh, I know a little bit about what happened at the party last night. I know there was some truth or dare and some things came out. Absolutely. Yep. I believe there was a moment with Vicky where she showed off some strange pictures that she may have had on her phone. Oh, of course. Now, it was only for a brief moment, no more than three seconds for each of us to look. And not all of us were in the room at that stage, of course. You might have heard that uh, Izzy, she uh, had a bit of an incident and she left. Yes, of course. She she tried to... Oh, well, she was dared to uh, kiss Ramon. Yes, that's right. I know all about this stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm up with the goss. Well, fantastic. So she and Ramon had gone. Uh, Roman pretended he wasn't interested and Vicky called his bluff and didn't show him anything. So <laughs> I suppose really it was just the two of us who got to see. Yeah. And what is it that you saw? Uh, it wasn't as exciting as you might think. She called it potential uh, evidence of a crime. And all I could really see was there was some dude and some other dude handing a package, like a subtle, discreet package handed from one dude to another dude. Oh, did you recognise either dude? No, not at all. Oh, i got to see this picture. Maybe I'll recognise either dude. And uh, Chelsea comes in and says, yeah, so um, the picture, dude handing package to other dude, uh, it was like in one of those dark plastic bags. So you couldn't actually see what was in it. You could just make out sort of a rough shape. And it was man, kind of a generic shape, like a small, like a book or a brick shape or something like that. Oh, oh, this is so intriguing. Oh, I want to know what it is. She said that it was like a teacher or something from her school. Did she tell you anything about this teacher? No, no, she didn't say a word. She, she refused to go into that. And, you know, uh, her dad has some position or other with the police. So she just said, all right, uh, best thing for me to do is to keep quiet then. You know, can't talk about the case. Ha ha ha. Hmm. Interesting. Ooh, now I have that phone. So hopefully at some point the boffins can open. I can get a look at this picture myself. Though if I don't recognize the people, I don't know if I'll be able to get anything more out of it. Did anything else happen to you that night that was strange? You you left shortly after she was showing the pictures? Well, it wasn't that long after that that the party ended. The boys decided that the party was over. Uh, Ramon had come back and he was all, you know, lovelorn and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And oh, it was so sad. I can't believe Izzy did that to him. <laughs> and yeah, so we packed up our things and went back to our cabin. And the two of us did not leave all night. You didn't leave your cabin all night? No, of course not. Did anybody else come to your cabin? And at this, Winnie just looks extra sparkly and she narrows her eyes and she says, oh, no, but I guarantee you some people were doing some cabin sneaking around. I heard them. 
You heard someone. I heard them. You heard them mm. sneaking around. Mm -hmm. When was that? Uh, by my best estimations of when I feel like my circadian rhythms were interrupted during my sleep, I would say uh, perhaps between two and two fifteen. Oh, two! To, that's like that's late. That is probably that is probably like prime murder time, right? Party starts at eleven. You finish a little bit later. Get home two two fifteen, right in the middle of the night. And then Chelsea uh, interrupts and says, "Look." Don't take what she says as face value. I mean, she's saying that she woke up in the middle of the night to this. It's not like she checked her phone or anything. That's true. Okay, that's fair. So sometime late at night, early morning yeah, time. She's, look, I love her. She's fantastic. She's like my greatest camp friend ever. Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. No offense, Winnie. Uh, offense taken. Oh no, I've broken up this lifelong friendship. We've known each other for three days. Oh, okay, fine. Hate each other then. Uh, and can you tell me exactly what you heard? Did you hear any voices? I wish I heard voices, but they were covering up who they were quite, quite well. Uh, what I heard was footsteps. Interesting. And they were walking just past my cabin, sort of between the cabins. And then I heard a door close. And then I heard... More footsteps. <gasps> that person was not alone. Interesting. Now, your cabin is between Harriet's on mm -hmm. one side and on the other side, the counsellor's. Oh, yes. Which direction was this that you heard these mysterious footsteps? It was the counsellor's direction. Interesting. I told you I could be helpful. I, I believe it. Have this um, penny. Between. What's a penny? Oh, kids these days, they don't know what a penny is. <laughs> Australian one-cent coins haven't been in circulation since, like, the year you were born. Um, and even and that's, and that's even after we'd already gotten rid that's of pennies. That's sad. We already, know, we already just established Detective Bill's, like, 90, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, so oh, my God, hold on. I need, to, I need to revisit this in my head for a second here. After the party had broken down, broken down, broken down, after the party had broken down, the girls had gone back and Winifred heard on the by the counsellor's cabin around midnight, footsteps. That's door, footsteps. Door. Eek. Then more footsteps. So like two people coming back to the cabin. Now what do I know about their movements? What did what did Maggie say about where she was? She did she say she spent the whole time in the cabin? Yeah. So she's lying to me because she did not spend the whole time in the cabin if she was coming back to the cabin. Or there were three people in the cabin, I suppose. Trenton said he was out walking, but he didn't give me a timeline for that, did he? Just that he was not off particularly. out walking. So this I, is him getting back. Can I just say that was footsteps, cabin door, then more footsteps? It wasn't like two pairs of simultaneous footsteps, then one door. Yeah, or oh, maybe someone watching someone go in, then going? Hmm... Okay, so that could have been... Oh, my gosh, someone was running around at night. It wouldn't have been way down to the other end, right? So this isn't someone going into Vicky's cabin. This isn't someone going into the, the boy's cabin again. No way she could have heard that from so far away. This is definitely happening at the counsellor's cabin. Walking, door, walking. Oh, no, that feels like there's somebody at home going, that's cracked the case! But I'm sitting here going, what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, oh, okay. So there were people sneaking around at that cabin, 2.15. That, 
that puts Maggie and Trenton both in a bit of... Like, Maggie was saying that she just slept that. Like, she was just staying there chilling. She was just in her cabin all night. And that is clearly something weird there. Oh, okay. Well, that's at least something else to ask Trenton about as well. <laughs> um, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, is there much else I want to ask these girls? I've, they, like, they've, they, if I went through all the stuff that happened timeline-wise at the party, there wouldn't be anything different that they would say, would there? Right? They're um, not going like, oh, no, actually, there was no spin the bottle on the first night. No, no, I don't think there'll be anything uh, particular note. Things that you might be interested in is, uh, if you recall, Chelsea and Ramon were the ones who reacquired the alcohol after Maggie had confiscated it. So that was her role in this party. Oh, yes. Winif- Winifred's role in this party was she initiated the game of truth or dare. She asked the vast majority of the questions. She came up with a good half of the dares. Sure. Okay. Oh, does that... Mm. I'll, I'll ask about the, the getting the alcohol. Chelsea. Uh-huh. You went and got alcohol for this party. You stole it from the, from the camp. Again, I don't care. Don't worry about that. Look, I didn't... We were just getting it back for them. It was their property. Of course, of course. But how did you know where it was? Did, did Izzy tell you? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. Um, I figured she must have just seen it at some point. I don't know. She seems like the sort of person who would stay back to help clean the kitchens after one of our meals. Wouldn't the kitchens be locked up? Did you have to break in? <laughs> Nothing's locked here. I think Harriet expects us to like go and sneak around and get some midnight snacks or something if we want it, and I don't think she really cares to stop us. Interesting. Interesting. Nothing's locked here. What about the tools? Sorry, this isn't necessarily to these people. With the, we mentioned the tools being uh, somewhere with the owners and the... Mm-hmm. Are they locked away? Or are they easily accessible? Uh, if I have not contradicted this earlier, no, nah, probably not locked away. Interesting. So really, anybody has... I think it was because Roman was telling me, and he's very much a, if the rule is you're not allowed to have them, he's like, cool, yeah, you. that's only that the owners yeah. and the councillors can, can have. But actually, anybody could go and get those <laughs> shears or things like that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, I don't think there's anything that's different or weird about that. Okay, cool. Now, uh, and Winifred? Yeah. So you you pretty much led the truth or dare game? <laughs> well, I mean, in so much as anyone can be a leader at that sort of thing, it's kind of my specialty. Did you ask Vicky if she'd ever committed a crime? Yes. Yes, what I did. What made you ask that? Oh, it just felt like a juicy sort of question. And she won't stop talking about her dad, the big fancy police person. So I thought that would be a funny one to throw in their face. You've got to find the thing that is going to embarrass a person specifically unique to them. You can't just ask them something generic. Interesting. Were you trying to embarrass her? What do you think the point of the game is? The bond as friends in your camp life. (laughs) Oh, please. That's hilarious. Did you like Vicky? She was and she was a character. And Chelsea goes, "You don't need me to translate that, do you?" It means she loved Vicky and she thought she was a cool character. Thanks. Thanks, Chelsea. No, I got it. Oh, yeah. Winnie loved <laughs> Vi- No. No, sorry. Winnie loved Vicky in that she loved her existence in the world as a source of drama and chaos and amusement Mm. like she's like a movie character she's like a mean girl yeah and well that's just winnie's thing she likes people to be characters she wants life to be a movie oh wouldn't that be great (laughs) but 
no, nobody liked Vicky here. Like, liked her as a person, want her as a friend. God, no. All right, thanks. I don't think I have any more questions at the moment for the two of you. But, you know, don't leave town. Oh, please. I, I will be writing everything down. Any conversation that I have with anyone else, I will make notes of it. I promise. I'll give them all to you. I will time everything. All right, beautiful. No more of this 2 to 2.15 nonsense. No, no, that's, that's too broad. Okay, I, I'm happy with that. Sure, go ahead. Fantastic. <laughs> all right, so now oh. I'm just going to chill for a while, and uh, when Winnie solved the murder, uh, you can get back to me. Hey, all did, right. any, did anyone bring pen and paper and a stopwatch or something to this camp? Oh, um, yes. I'm going to need have, some tools. I brought three pens per uh. hand for every person who would be at this camp, for I know the, how important pens are, and here are two notebooks out of my stash of 50. I will loan them to you for $17 per hour. Only one of my bags is all notebooks and pens. I brought seven bags. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good Roman. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, okay. I don't know. Oh, I feel like there could have been something there, but I just, I don't know the question to crack open that, that clue melon <laughs> <laughs> and feast on the goo inside. Um, that's interesting. Winifred does seem like she likes the drama, but you don't kill someone just for the drama. She doesn't seem like she would have killed Vicky, right? At least not... To, like, she, it doesn't seem like she has any motive to do that. She did hear these extra footsteps, and I don't know what that means. Just people getting back. That could have been them coming back after the murder. Or the second pair of footsteps, or one of the pairs of footsteps, could have been Vicky going into the counsellor's cabin to, you know, do some mischief or something. <laughs> and maybe there was a scuffle whilst mischief was being done. I know generally, like, getting, you know, finding the cigarette ash is not a huge <laughs> element of these, but maybe there's something there. Like, if I, like, already I found some mud and tracks and the, and the, and the shears and all that other stuff over by the boys' cabin. I haven't really been addressing the counsellor's cabin as a location. Yeah, so you just found some, like, very light footsteps and yeah. things, right? Yeah, yeah. Footprints? Mud, exactly. Because the mud at the front of the cabins is basically nothing. Yeah, but can I have a look around the counsellor's cabin, knowing that some people were coming in in the middle of the night to see if there's anything that they may have dropped or left. Or, you know, if I see a long Vicky hair, that might be, <laughs> that might be interesting. Can I just have a, a look around the outside? Around the outside, uh, you don't see much of interest. There's no one in there now, is there? Correct. Maybe I'll have a look around the inside. Yeah, see as, if people are doing you know, some weird stuff in definitely there. Definitely not locked. <gasps> what if I find the rope? <laughs> I open the door. All right, take a look inside. It's empty. It's exactly the same as the other kids' cabins. These guys have got no extra provision. Okay. So you see, when you look around, very little in terms of the items that are of note, you do absolutely see mud on the carpet. Carpet mud. That's a pretty good indication that someone was in that area behind the cabin. Oh, I see. That's where the mud would yeah. have come from. It's not it, like this is a huge mud world where you can yeah, get mud from anywhere. Pretty much. Like you would have to have been doing a hell of a lot of walking around the front and like rubbing your yeah. feet in it, uh, thunk, like stomping really hard to get that much mud on so your shoes at the front. So this is someone who's in that back area that behind the cabin. That seems to be relatively fair. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep looking around. I found this the the mud. I found. Is there any like? Uh, can I look to see if there is any rope in here? Or <laughs> All right, so you take a look. Nothing in the beds. 
Nothing in the adjoined bathroom. In Ugh, the pillows under the pain. Under no, the, in the, the bag. Oh, can I check their? Do they have bags? They absolutely have bags. I'm gonna snoop. You take a look. Snoop. Oh, in Maggie's bag, you find a notebook, and on the on one of the pages, the last page that's got writing on it, it's got like some drafts of what are clearly a resignation note. Sure. Uh, in Trenton's, you don't find anything particular. Uh, what you do find in Maggie's that are not in Trenton's for obvious reasons, uh, you find some running shoes or just, you know, sporty, athletic-y types of shoes. She How muddy are they? obviously either has another pair or is just wearing different shoes today because there's no exercise going on right sure, now. Sure, sure, sure. Virtually not at all. Okay, that's interesting. Or at the very least... Not recently. It looks like maybe in the prior days, mm. they may have had mud on them that's been washed off since. Yeah. But no, nothing that looks that recent. Oh, okay. But I don't find Trenton's? No, and he's off stomping around after boats. So So does that mean that that mud definitely came? Like, that feels like Trenton mud then, right? Maggie's in the clear. Trenton's still wearing his mud boots. Mm. Which, oh. is, which is probably frustrating because, well, that's no more than you didn't know already, that he may have been out in the woods last night. Great. Yeah, true. And I know he was near those cabins, but mm. maybe I've now got an extra, an extra piece of evidence to throw at him if I need to confront him with it. Hold on, let me, let me just get my head going here. <laughs> Trenton was running around Mudtown, which we know already, but there were two sets of people coming in to the cabin, presumably from Mudtown, right? It, do I need to look for somebody else who's got mud shoes? I know Roman's going to have mud shoes because that was the whole thing that brought my attention to it. And I know Maggie doesn't have mud shoes because I just found her clean, clean shoes. Can I line everybody up if they're wearing their shoes or find their shoes in their yeah, cabins yeah, if all, they're not? All of the kids are just hanging around the cafeteria area. You don't even need to try that hard. But, yeah, you can also have a sneak through their cabins to make sure they don't have spares. I'm going to do, like, a cabin sneak and a, and a kid sneak. <laughs> and I'm including Harriet in this. Oh, absolutely. And I'm looking. I'm on a mud hunt. All right. You do see about half of the people have perhaps suspicious amounts of mud on their shoes. Oh, no. Who's that? All right. So as you said, definitely Roman. I'm going to make a little mud column and a little no mud column. <laughs> and in no mud, I'm putting Maggie. In mud, I'm putting Trenton. I'm putting Roman. Ramon's shoes, light mud. I'm going to put him in no mud. Okay. Yeah, you aren't really sure whether that counts as mud or not mud for yeah. him. Winifred, no mud. She's, she's spotless. Okay. Chelsea? Chelsea? Kind of muddy. Mud. Isabella? Kind of muddy. Mud. Harriet? Nothing. Ah, no mud. Okay, so I've got my muds and no muds. Trenton, Roman, Chelsea and Izzy all had mud. So Izzy, when she said like, oh, I went and and stayed in my cabin all night, that's a lie. I've got so many people to confront now. Oh, Okay, Roman, Roman is counted for. I know where he got his mud, right? So I don't have any new... Ba- I can't be like, Possibly. Roman, you had muddy shoes. He'd be like, oh, yes, I yeah, know. I told you about my muddy shoes. He's got a good excuse for muddy yeah, shoes. Like, let's put it that way. I can't use it to, to question him because, yeah. like, I already told you where my mud was, where mm. the mud came from. I was in Mudtown burying mud. So Roman's fine. For people who don't remember, uh, that was when he was burying the bottles or hiding the bottles after the party. 
that was mud town. So we know where he got his mud. <laughs> and he was blowing on the bottles like they were musical instruments. Like they were owls. Mis- possibly <laughs> making someone mistake them for owls. <laughs> Trenton, he was near owl town. We know that. I got to confront Trenton. Chelsea shouldn't have mud. She went from the front of the, the, the cabin to the front of her cabin. She was out exploring, and I need to know why. Izzy, she said she went straight to her cabin and fell asleep and didn't hear anything all night. That is a bald-faced lie. She's already lied to me about the bloody alcohol. I'm going to confront these gals. Ooh. I'm ignoring the Trenton confrontation. Ooh. I've been planning this Trenton con- confrontation for so long, I'm confronting these gals. <laughs> I get Izzy. Okay. And I sit her at a table and I get the lamp. I don't lamp, remember Izzy's and voice. I, and I put the lamp on her face and I go, Izzy, <laughs> why is there mud on your shoes, Izzy? What? Uh, Izzy, you said last night that you went from the party yeah. straight to your cabin. Yeah. You fell asleep and heard nothing all night. Right. So how is it that your shoes are covered in deep, thick, suspicious amounts of mud? Izzy, you were out wandering behind the cabins, weren't you? Um. You can't deny it, Izzy, I know. Um. All I need to know is why, so you tell me now. Or, and I, I reach for the uh, the teddy bear that I plucked from her bed, say, or I'll tear the head of Mr. Snuffleupagus. I, I was calling my out-of-town boyfriend. Oh, wait, you have an out-of-town boyfriend? Yeah. Wait, like an actual was, one? You thought I was lying? Yes, you have an, it's an out-of-town boyfriend. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I had to talk to him about this, this horrible truth or dare thing that happened. And so I went behind the cabins to do that. Izzy, why did you need to leave your cabin to go and call your boyfriend? Was Victoria in the cabin at the time? This was after the party, right? Why wouldn't you just call from your cabin? No, it was after I left the party and... Oh, I guess I just wanted to make a point in case Ramon was still watching. Okay. I needed to go and talk to my boyfriend and... If he was going to see me talk to my boyfriend, then fine, that would show him. Interesting. I wonder if I could grab her phone and double check that she actually made a call. You need a warrant for that, right? I do need a warrant for that. That is actually very true, I'm sure. I mean, I still don't know if I'm actually a police officer or not, <laughs> but let's stick to some rules. There's only a certain amount of privacy I can invade. Okay. So she was calling her boyfriend. And you think Ramon can vouch for you? He saw you go and make a pointed call to your boyfriend afterwards? Well, no, he was, like, leaving, but I didn't know if he was, like, leaving, leaving. Or whether he was creeping like a creep. Exactly. Yeah, Thank fair. you. Um, how long did this take? How long were you talking to your boyfriend? Like, a little while, I guess. I don't know. So when you came back, you said you were, you were there, you know, in your cabin all night, didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. When you got back to your cabin after calling your boyfriend, was Vicky there? Yeah, yeah, she was. She was in bed. Yeah. And you're sure of that? It wasn't a wasn't a scarecrow. Oh God. No, no, it was Vicky. I'm pretty sure. Like I didn't turn the lights on or anything, but. Hmm. Interesting. And from then, you now tell me true, Izzy. I didn't go anywhere. And did you? And you didn't hear anything else for the rest of the night? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. We've got an explanation for Izzy's mud. If we trust her. Only a certain amount I can (laughs) be lied to, surely. Mm. 
damn professional ethics that stops me snooping through this girl's phone. Um, As opposed to her bag much earlier. Well, phones and bags. It's a different thing. <laughs> yeah, it's um, whether she knows about it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm taking that as a tentative explanation for Izzy's mud that she was out back calling her boyfriend. Did you hear anything else while you were out there, Izzy? Anything strange while you were calling your boyfriend? Hear anybody else walking around? Oh, you mean like that owl? No. Um... <laughs> the owl! <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Like maybe some people going back to their cabins. I don't know. Okay. All right. Thanks, Izzy. Let's talk to Chels. I'm uncomfortable um, doing this on my own. Like, why can't Winnie be here for this one? Oh, I, I saw that. I, I, I looked at that ahead of time. Um, what I have here is a... Uh, I found this in her cabin. This is a framed photo of Winnie. And I'm just going to put it on the desk next to you and it's like she's right there. She had a framed photo of herself. She did have a framed photo of herself. That's hilarious. That is so like her. Exactly. I thought that was fairly on brand, which is why I invented it in the fiction of this universe. Um, so I'll just put it here. Um, it's sitting on a pillow that represents her torso. So uh, there you are. It's just sitting on the chair. Now you feel comfortable. So tell me, uh, why yeah, look, Just you... so you know, I'm not going to turn on her or anything if this is what you're doing. Like one of those, uh, you got the police having the people in separate rooms to oh, try to... Oh, Chelsea, Vic, uh, Winifred said that you're... She ratted you out, Chelsea. She told me everything. Yeah, no way. She told like, me everything, is... Chelsea. Nah, But if yeah, you yeah. rat her out, you'll only get six months. Six months? For what? Murder. Whoa. Sorry, wait, not murder. I misread it. Mud shoes. What? Why do you have mud on your shoes? Cause Where were you last night wandering around in the mud? If you went to the party and came back to your cabin, yeah. why is it that you've got this mud scrumpled up on your shoes? Man, look, I don't know. It's been like crazy wet for the last couple of days. Were you the footsteps that Winifred heard? What, no, you, you don't think that she'd have noticed if the footsteps came into her own cabin? Ah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe you st maybe you swapped your hands to come back to the cabin. <laughs> you are sporty like a gymnast who walks on their hands. I mean, thank you. I wish I could do that. But no, like you said, I'm sporty. I give it my all. If everyone else's shoes aren't as muddy as mine, it's because they didn't try very hard. Hmm. Like, I'm always this muddy. Okay. Okay, let's think. Let's think about Izzy. Izzy... I'm, I'm, I'm taking my glass off. I'm rubbing my eyes to get into a, an Izzy mindset. Izzy. She told everybody where the alcohol was, sent them off to get it. So clearly she knows stuff. She went to this party, was dared to kiss a creep, left, left early. Maybe she didn't leave because of the creep kissing. Maybe she left because she had something to do. She had some agenda she wanted to accomplish. I don't know. Was she? Oh, was Why Izzy, did she leave? Well, she said she left because she was dared to kiss Ramon and decided not to. Because? Because she has a boyfriend in Canada. New Zealand. Maybe she does have a weird boyfriend. Could he be one of the men with the dark plastic bag? Does he have some connection to, 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 to Vicky's outside world? So then she left. She said she went back into the cabin, but she didn't. She went round to the backs of the cabins. So she, said, so she said she could call her boyfriend. Is her boyfriend... What if Trent... She said she heard an owl. Is she dating Trenton, the camp counsellor? 
They both had mud. They both heard owls. They're both being weird about it. Is she dating Trenton? Is this a creepy, creepy camp counselor relationship? Oh, I am so ready to confront Trenton. Solve This Murder is created by Bill Sunderland and Danny Siller as part of our network, Consume This Media. To find out more about this show and other shows that we do, head to consumethismedia.com. For questions, queries and theories, you can send us an email at solvethismurderpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Jared, Devon and Witt from Advanced Sage Russian Shootouts for creating our theme music. And thank you for listening. <laughs>